This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. All news, all for Texas. This is Texas News Radio. I'm Dennis Foley. Coming up, the Utah couple connected to last month's Padre Island murders made their first court appearance today. A designated encampment for the homeless in one Texas city. I'm Clayton Neville. For President George W. Bush is honoring vets here in Texas on this Veterans Day weekend. A consent-friendly Christmas song has dropped today. I'm Deborah Rodriguez. This is Texas News Radio from 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Hundreds of acres around Texas A&M University San Antonio will be developed into housing, retail, and office space. The San Antonio City Council has okayed the Verano Group's sale of hundreds of acres to South Star communities based in in, uh, New Braunfels. I think it's all coming together here to breathe the new life into this part of San Antonio that has needed it and wanted it for so long. City Councilwoman Rebecca Villagran says it's been a long time coming. Video released by VIA this week shows a bus operator driving into high water during a storm last month in San Antonio's northwest side. This is what it sounded like when the VIA bus hit the flood waters and stalled on Dreamland near Vance Jackson Road, October 24th. And the driver tries to reverse. Let me see if I can get a little back he contacts a dispatcher while a passenger calls 911. We're on Greenland. Dream, dream, like a dream. Firefighters rescued eight people. You can see the video on our website at KTSA.com. Elizabeth Ruiz, KTSA News. Former President George W. Bush is hosting his annual bike ride for veterans in Texas. Speaking in Crawford, Bush said the multi-day event is designed to highlight the service, sacrifice, and resilience of our nation's warriors. It's a wonderful experience, and uh, we'll have a big dinner tonight. Some of the vets will share their stories. The key thing is that there's vets helping vets uh, uh, transition from military life to civilian life. Servicemen and women wounded in the global war on terror are taking part in the W-100K and Warrior Open today and tomorrow. Bush called it an honor to host the event, adding, quote, it's a remarkable experience to hang out with them. Retired Marine Corps General Angie Salinas will be the Grand Marshal of the Veterans Parade tomorrow in downtown San Antonio. I am absolutely honored and delighted and humbled all in the same time. More importantly, to be really in the shadows of these wonderful veterans who have served before us. Salinas will be a special guest at a wreath ceremony at 10 o'clock tomorrow morning at the Alamo before the parade steps off at noon on Avenue E at East Travis. KTSA AccuWeather. Partial clearing and chilly today, low 42. Partly sunny tomorrow, turning milder, high 67. Partly cloudy tomorrow, a low 48. Warmer on Sunday, a mixture of clouds and sunshine, high 73. To recap, partial clearing and chilly today, low 42. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stevens Roofing AccuWeather forecast.
The couple arrested in connection with the death of James and Michelle Butler from New Hampshire made initial court appearances today in Cleaver County. In handcuffs, shackles, and a ballistic vest. State your name. Adam Curtis Williams. Thank you, sir. Minutes later. State your name. Amanda Novak. Thank you, ma'am. The two were identified in a Border Patrol photo driving James and Michelle Butler's pickup truck hauling a travel trailer into Mexico. At around the time, the Butler's remains were found on a beach on Padre Island. For now, Williams and Nover are charged only with felony theft, but their bond is set at a million dollars each. They've both been appointed attorneys as well. Jim Ryan, ABC News. Texas Governor Greg Abbott has announced that the state will provide a temporary camp location for homeless people in the city of Austin. The governor's designating five acres of state land outside Austin's downtown as a temporary shelter equipped with portable restrooms and food delivery from local nonprofits. The debate over homelessness in Austin was fueled by the city's passing of regulations earlier this year that made it easier for the homeless to occupy city streets, which angered some residents and business owners. Carl Falconer is the director of a homeless alliance in Texas and says he has mixed feelings about the governor's decision. It's not housing for people, so it's really not solving the problem. Is it good to have more resources for homeless individuals? Yes. National advocates for the homeless say they aren't aware of any other state setting up an encampment like this one. I'm Clayton Neville. New Braunfels Utilities is continuing to expand its Edwards Aquifer water infrastructure. The utility activated a new aquifer storage and recovery demonstration well last month. The well makes use of an underground formation to store 9 million gallons of water for use during times of drought. That's equal to New Braunfels' lowest demand day of the year and about a third of the highest demand day. The utility plans to have nine of the wells in an area near New Braunfels Regional Airport. The project cost about $22 million. One of the police officers who helped arrest Joaquin El Chapo Guzman's son a few weeks back has just wound up dead. And yet another story of just how violent some parts of Mexico can be. One of the police officers who arrested El Chapo's son last month was just shot execution style. Video shows the officer driving up to a store in the Mexican state of Sinaloa, a car pulling up next to it with two men running out and shooting him more than 150 times. The officer's name is Eduardo, an elite police officer who was part of the operation to arrest the son of El Chapo, though he wound up being freed soon after. Police Police have not found the gunman. Matt Piper, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. I'm James Pledger, and in the NFL on Sunday, the 5-3 Cowboys are in prime time again as they welcome the 6-3 Vikings into town to play on Sunday night football with Dallas looking for its third straight win. Kickoff is set for 7:20, and it's a game you can catch right here on your home for everything Cowboys, ESPN San Antonio. Leighton Vanderesh will return from a net stinger that sidelined him for the last game, while Amari Cooper is expected to play despite being listed as questionable with a knee injury. The Minnesota Vikings will be shorthanded, though, as wide receiver Adam Thielen and defensive lineman Limbaugh Joseph have both been ruled out with cornerback Trey Waynes listed as questionable. In college football action tomorrow, the Texas Tech Rebears are on the road to take on West Virginia with kickoff set for 11 o'clock tomorrow morning, a game you can catch right here on your home for the Red Raiders, ESPN San Antonio. It all starts at 10 with the pregame. The Longhorns take on 16th-ranked Kansas State in Austin at 2.30. UTSA will play Old Dominion tomorrow afternoon at 1. And Texas State plays Southern Alabama at 2 in San Marcos. In the NBA, the San Antonio Spurs take on the Celtics tomorrow night in the AT&T Center after being the Thunder last night, 121-112, led by LaMarcus Aldridge's 39 points. Tip-off between the Spurs and Celtics from the AT&T Center tomorrow is set for 4. In college hoops, the UTSA Roadburners are in action tonight as they take on Southern Illinois at 6.30. 
The Texas Longhorns will play 23rd-ranked Purdue tomorrow afternoon at 6. 13th-ranked Texas Tech will play Buthane Cookman at 7. And Texas State plays Air Force at 3, while Incarnate Word takes on Northern Colorado at 9 tomorrow evening. I'm James Pledger for 1250 ESPN San Antonio and 94.5 FM. President Donald Trump said that Democrats should not be having the public impeachment hearings that are set to begin next Wednesday. The whistleblower is a disgrace. The president tells reporters the identity of the first person to ring the alarm about his dealings with Ukraine should be revealed. Days before the start of open impeachment hearings, Mr. Trump says Democrats are scouring Washington to find witnesses who hate him the most. Many of these people I've never even heard of. He points to polls showing his enduring strength among Republicans and against Democrats in key states. We're kicking their ass. Steve Portnoy, CBS News, the White House. Former U.S. Ambassador to the U.N. Nikki Haley says she does not think it's appropriate for a president to ask a foreign government to investigate a U.S. citizen, but she also says she doesn't think it's appropriate that Democrats launched an impeachment investigation following the president's conversations with his Ukrainian counterpart. Haley sat down with CBS's Nora O'Donnell. The president asked for a favor in the transcript. Is it appropriate for the president to ask for a foreign government to interfere in a U.S. election? Ukraine didn't do the favor, and the president released the money anyway. So that absolves him. I, I told you, I don't think it's, it's good for us to ever want a foreign country to investigate an American. I'll always say that. That's just not something we want to get into the practice of doing. So... No, I, I don't feel comfortable with that, but I also don't feel comfortable with the fact that we're having an impeachment process during an election year. You can see the full interview where Haley talks about the 25th Amendment to remove the president from office this weekend on CBS Sunday morning. A Houston area judge has been indicted on wire fraud accusations. Prosecutors say Judge Alexandra Smoots-Thomas used campaign contributions from 2012 and 2016 for personal expenses, including mortgage payments, travel, and private school tuition. She's also accused of lying to the Texas Ethics Commission and her campaign treasurer. Smoots-Thomas surrendered to the FBI this morning. Kim and Kanye, J-Lo and A-Ron, the state of Texas and the Chevy Suburban, well, there's a new online petition pushing to make the Lone Star State and the Suburban the next power couple. 33 years ago, Texas Monthly called the Suburban the National Car of Texas, and a Change.org petition has been launched to make that claim official. It makes sense, statistically. According to the petition, Chevy sells more Suburbans in Texas than in any other state, 200,000 of them on Texas roads at this time, and one is sold here every 90 minutes. The clincher may be this all-new next-generation Suburban that'll be built exclusively in Arlington. Now, getting people to sign the petition to make the Suburban the national vehicle of Texas, probably a tough sell here in San Antonio since we're home to a Toyota manufacturing plant, but if you want to get on board, a link can be found at KTSA.com. Don Morgan, KTSA News. For what it's worth, I'm Sherry Preston. This is the story of Mary Kane, at one point the fastest young runner in the country, who has come out publicly saying that coaches for Nike physically and emotionally abused her when she was recruited to run with the Elite Oregon Project. First off, there was her weight. I was weighed in front of teammates. I was told during practices that I was clearly five pounds too heavy. The problem, she says, is that the program trained girls the same way they trained boys. Kane lost so much weight, she says she didn't have a period for three years. As she ran slower and slower, she became more emotionally distraught. And then she started having suicidal thoughts and cutting herself. I usually cut my legs 
because I hated them for not running faster, for not doing better. The program was run by coach Alberto Salazar, who has been suspended for violating multiple anti-doping rules. Nike says it's investigating these troubling allegations. Mary Kane is running again, back with her family, for what it's worth. Sherry Preston, ABC News. The news never stops. This is Texas News Radio. Michael Bloomberg is expected to file for the 2020 primary in Alabama after some early 2020, uh, 2019 rumors of a presidential run rose but then faded. ABC's Lindsay Davis is in New York City and reminds us that's not the only thing Bloomberg has flip-flopped on. Bloomberg is reportedly the 14th richest person in the world. He left the Democratic Party in 2001 to run as a Republican for mayor of New York City, going on to serve three terms. Last year, the billionaire made it official, announcing on Instagram that he was re-registering as a Democrat. Democrat say we need Democrats to provide the checks and balance our nation so badly needs. Bloomberg previously said that he would only get into the race if he thought he had a reasonable shot at winning. Investigators in Oregon say they have determined what killed the television personality and professional driver in late August. Jesse Combs was famous for her high-speed driving and her daredevil work on the TV show Mythbusters. Okay, so those winds are pretty intense. In August, Combs was attempting to break a land speed record in a jet car about 90 miles south of Burns, Oregon, but she crashed. Now, investigators say they've determined her jet car had a mechanical failure. The front wheel likely hit something and the wheel assembly collapsed. She was going 550 miles per hour when it happened. She died from injuries before the jet car caught fire. Alex Stone, ABC News. A new survey tackles the exodus underway from San Francisco. It's one of the most beautiful cities in the world. So how come more than a third of San Francisco residents responding to a 2019 city survey said they're considering leaving the city by the bay within the next three years? The high cost of housing is part of the reason, along with the growing homeless problem, nearly half of San Franciscans consider themselves financially insecure. Jim Shenevy, CBS News. An environmental activist is suing Ben and Jerry's for misleading customers on the type of milk and cream in their products. Parent company Unilever markets Ben and Jerry products as being made with cream and milk sourced from happy cows. The lawsuit claims only a small amount of Ben and Jerry's ice cream contains milk from farms participating in the Humane Caring Dairy program. This is Texas News Radio. CBS Eye on Veterans from ConnectingVets.com. As soon as the service member deploys, that's when everything breaks and goes wrong. That's Stephanie Brown, whose personal experience as a Navy spouse inspired her to create a brand new kind of search engine tool. And I thought to myself, why can't I find a veteran plumber? I know they're out there, and that began the journey. So I'm proud to say Rosie's List, after Rosie the Riveter, today it's the largest free search tool of its kind featuring verified veteran and military spouse-owned businesses. I'm Phil Briggs from ConnectingVets.com for CBS News. Germany was reunified in 1990, a year after the fall of the Berlin Wall. As part of the series Tearing Down the Wall, CBS News correspondent Bud Mishkin looks at whether the country is indeed unified. When the wall came down, the world was open. The 1990 reunification was overwhelmingly popular in Germany. 
But eventually, some in the West asked how long they had to support the former East financially. And some in the East missed aspects of their old life, like health care and full employment. Nadine Volman is of the generation of German 30-somethings who grew up in the former East and quickly appreciated their new freedoms. People could fly somewhere, go somewhere. They didn't have these limitations they had before. So maybe that's one reason why I became a flight attendant and now can travel the world. (laughs) Former CBS News correspondent Alan Pizzi says the former East Germans enjoyed travel and goods on the shelves. But there was also a feeling that they'd lost a security net, if you will. At least under socialism, communism, everyone had the right to be equally miserable, whereas you had to make your way under capitalism, and they weren't used to that. American Adam Goldman lived in Berlin from 2007 to 2017 and has written about what's called ostalgie. Perhaps a, a naive fascination for the everyday culture of the GDR, of the German Democratic Republic of East Germany. There was a feeling among lots of East Germans after the fall of the wall that they had been conquered by the West. Notable intellectuals warned of West Germany colonizing the East. Berlin attorney Marcus Jacobi cites one problem for the economy in the former East. Lots of young people, quite well educated, went directly to the Western side and left their homes to live better, to have better jobs, to get more money. Former CBS News cameraman Kurt Hoefler. They had a lot of coal factories and and glass factories. They all died and they don't exist anymore. So people are unemployed and they have very little money. Torsten Hoefler points to a social issue. People in the East are much more unhappy about what Merkel did to allow all these one million migrants coming into Germany. So that, again, I think has divided Germany a bit more. Nadine Volman. We should remember how it was that day. We were so happy being reunited again and that we shouldn't lose this feeling. Bud Mishkin, CBS News. This is Texas News Radio. Betrayed by the nanny. I'm Deborah Norville with the Inside Edition Inside Report. Chris McBride is 17, but he's already a father, and the mother used to be his nanny. The live-in nanny, Marissa Mowry, was 22 years old at the time, and Chris, who says she abused him almost every night, was just 11. She'd place her hand somewhere on my body, and I'd say if I was nervous or not. Things escalated from there. Chris remembers when his nanny told him she was having his baby. I was a little bit freaked. For three years, Chris kept the secret before coming clean to his mother, Nadine. The nanny pleaded guilty to multiple counts of sexual battery and was sentenced to 20 years in prison. From the Inside Edition newsroom, I'm Deborah Norville. The city's new paid sick leave ordinance is once again the subject of legal action. The Coalition of Businesses and Businesses Associations is trying to keep the ordinance from taking effect December 1st. Yesterday, the coalition asked a judge for a temporary injunction to block the ordinance until a trial can be held. The judge did not rule on the request. The judge sued in the group, actually, sued in July to stop an earlier version of the ordinance from taking effect. The ordinance's start date was delayed from August 1st while the city amended it. One person has died and nearly a dozen others were sickened after inhaling toxic chemicals at a Buffalo Wild Wings restaurant in Massachusetts. Workers were just doing their jobs, cleaning up, mopping floors when they breathed in fumes from a common cleaning agent. An employee became nauseous. 
He was rushed to Leahy Hospital, where he later died. Burlington Interim Fire Chief Michael Patterson was on the scene. The gentleman that passed away was an employee of Buffalo Wild Wings who attempted to squeegee the product out of the building when he was overcome. Ten others needed to be treated at the hospital. That's WBZ's Sherry Small. A Christmas song updated for the air of Me Too has just been released. It's here. I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold outside. John Legend and Kelly Clarkson's remake of the classic Christmas tune with consent-friendly lyrics. They include It's Your Body and Your Choice. And what will my friends think if I have one more drink? Legend offers to call her a cab and asks her to text him when she gets home. Critics say you have to take the original in the context of the times. The song is part of Legend's new album, A Legendary Christmas. Deborah Rodriguez, CBS News. Australian-born dancer Eileen Kramer just turned 105 years old and she continues to work and perform. I'm very bad. I don't want people to think I can't do it anymore. Born in 1914, she caught the dancing bug after watching Australia's first modern dance company perform and before long she was a member. She's been charmed by Louis Armstrong. I thought I'd do the twist, but I didn't know how to do it. So Louis Armstrong came down and showed me. And worked across France, India and America. That's Gillian Bowman in Sydney, Australia. KTSA AccuWeather. Chilly tonight and turning out partly cloudy, low 42. Partly sunny tomorrow, milder than today, high 67. Patchy cloud cover tomorrow night, low 48. For Sunday, a mix of clouds and sunshine and turning warmer by 73. Recap, chilly tonight, turning out partly cloudy, low 42. This is meteorologist Bob Larson with your KTSA Stephen Trufik AccuWeather forecast. Texas News Radio is a production of 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Get news anytime online and stay connected at KTSA.com.